Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Everything in Me. It's your host, Sam, and I'm back with another episode. Um, this episode is very real time. Um, it's not <laughs> a reflection, if you will. I think that it's important to acknowledge um, our feelings when we're dealing with very low um, low frequencies, if you will. And I definitely am struggling um, just a bit right now with everything that's going on. Um, as I kind of mentioned before, my uncle passed away due to COVID last year, and I was the primary um, contact and facilitator for the funeral. And that load was very, very heavy, um, very exhausting. It was a testament of my everything um, to manage and very uncomfortable to deal with. I didn't necessarily have a connection, if you will, with him. Just We just never interacted in that space, in that place. Um, he was very withdrawn, kind of on his own path for the entirety of his life, if you will. So I never really felt close to him, never really felt like he and I had a relationship. But on January 7th of this year, 2021, my nephew passed away. Um, he was in a accident, a deadly accident, and um, he was the only one to pass away. Um, and it was, it is devastating. It's devastating because I'm 31, he was 19, um, grew up with him, loved on him. Um, spent holidays with him, birthdays with him, you know, helped raise him, just really, really intertwined um, with him. And, you know, he means a lot to me and I miss him dearly. Um, this is the first time in a long time that death has hit home um, to our family, if you will. Um, the last time someone this close to me or close to the family uh, passed away was when my aunt passed away almost 16, 16 years now. Um, so it was a lot to digest. And I actually was the person to basically um, confirm that he was no longer with us. And I relayed that information to most of my family, including his mom and dad. And for some reason, God gave me that responsibility um, I struggle with being so responsible, if you will, or in charge of things. And mostly because of the fact that I feel like, you know, it's a big load to bear. It's a big responsibility. And during the process, I was basically in denial. I was basically not wanting to take on this, 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 this load. Um, I was really trying to just push it out any way, shape or form, because it's not something that somebody picks up. It's not something somebody rushes to and says, yes, I shall be the bearer of bad news. I shall be the person to tell, you know, his loved ones, my loved ones that he's no longer with us. And this is true. And this is something that I know for sure. Um, 
it was very hard to do. I don't wish that for anybody. You know, being there with his mom and holding her and just, you know, her screaming and crying and us doing it together and the family kind of in this disarray that 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 resonates with me. Um it's it's very troubling obviously to be in and just talking about it, reliving it, you know, is also very uncomfortable because this is not something that I ever wanted to have to go through, but it shook the life out of me in so many ways, so many ways. You know, I talked about going through depression and just dealing with that and trying to understand that and, and figure all of that out. And then something like this hits where this can be a very big trigger, a huge traumatic experience to wheel me back into a depressive state, a dark state. I think more than anything, it was just being fragile. So one of the first things for those of you who follow me on social media is I indicated that I was taking a break from social media um, about a week or so after the death. Um, and that was one of the first things that I let go because I needed to be present. I needed to deal with my feelings. I needed to deal with my reality. And, you know, I do try to um, exude the most happiness that I can possibly find within me or in the world through my social media, because I not only need it, because I'll go back and I'll read, you know, all the things that I post or retweet or whatever, but I also um, do it because other people, I want other people to be encouraged and to be positive. You know, being in that bubble of positivity is not easy. It's not always positive. Sometimes there's doubts, there's fears, there's ugliness, there's lies, there's just you know, things that we tell ourselves to get through. And I wanted to be sure that I was capable of managing that. And I took care of myself in that, in that, you know, in that mode. Um, I found myself in a place where I was dealing with my, my brother and my sister-in-law and, you know, that, that whole experience, but it was overwhelming simply because when there's so many people grieving for the same person, you know, finding the support and all of that is really, really hard. Now, I talk a lot about my dream team, and this is where they come in. This is where they show up for me. And not only do they show up for me or I allow them to, but I, I reach out for them. And so I did. And, you know, being supported in that way, oh my goodness, it's like the best feeling in the world because of the simple fact that those are experiences that you go through that you feel helpless and you feel um, out of body sometimes. I mean, there were times that I just forgot what I was doing, like out of it, just my mind would just wonder. I didn't sleep well, cried a lot, um, still do, still very upset. Um, we just had the the funeral and, um, you know, just really feeling kind of like lost, not myself, just trying to figure out in a daze, just really in a daze. Um, the things that helped was reaching out to my dream team, allowing them to be there for me, um, 
you know, accepting the fact that I needed help in certain th- with certain things in areas, you know, um, taking a breather, you know, removing myself from the circumstance to just be, be distracted by my reality because the truth was, you know, having to endure things day in and day out can make you feel delirious. You know, I work from home um, and I handle homeschooling and stuff like that. And it can be overwhelming. Um, in the midst of everything, I knew that I needed to make sure my goals, the things that I wanted out of life were still there because I didn't want them to be completely out of my purview. Um, so I made it a point to continue certain goals that I wanted to do. One of them being was to be moving out. And so I was able to find a place that I, it hits nine out of 10 of my, um, checklists. And so I'm not mad at that. And so we're in the process of moving, which is obviously not the best timing, but when in life is anything ever going to be the best timing? Um, but it was important to me to have something to look forward to because I understand that death a lot of times feels like the end. And there's this, this saying of, you know, thanking God in your darkest times. And it's very, very hard to do. Extremely hard when you have questions of why, or you disagree with where you're at, or you don't understand because you know, he hasn't given you the access to that information. Um, and so, you know, that's not always an immediate response. So I have been looking forward to my move simply because it is a new opportunity for me to be in a better space mentally, um, physically, um, you know, aligned with my ultimate goals as I get older. And then, you know, with grieving, I find that it's in waves. You know, there's moments that you're doing certain things and it's okay. And then there's moments where it just hits you and you just want to break. But going back to just being thankful, you know, the hardest the hard thing about it is like, you know, everyone has their day. Everyone is going to be no longer with us at some point. And we never know when it's going to be. We don't know who it's going to be, how we're going to go. One thing I've always said is that I want to die laughing, literally, because I want to die happy. Um, But, you know, through this experience, you know, I didn't really get to thank you until probably after the, just after the service ended for the funeral, because I didn't want to believe it. Even the night before when we had the wake, I was just like thinking, I'm like, I can't believe this is what we're doing right now. Like, this is what we're doing as a family. Haven't seen a lot of these people because of COVID for months, probably over a year at this point. 
and um, us getting together on the behalf of him and under these circumstances um, just felt so surreal, surreal. Like it just out of body. Like I just didn't feel like this was happening. Like I can't believe it. I can't imagine what his parents were going through, his siblings were going through, his, you know, girlfriend, um, just, I just can't believe from their perspective what they're aching. Um, but I knew that I had to come to terms with it. I had to be at peace with it because the idea or the concept of rest in peace isn't exclusively for those who have left us. It's also for us who are here. Now, based on my understanding or just my experience with death and, you know, my beliefs spiritually, religiously, you know, we pray that their souls are released, that they are complete, that they are no longer feeling um, as though they belong anywhere else but with the Lord, um, that we release all of their sins, we forgive them, we allow the separation, we give them the space to let go. You know, it's about letting go. It's about allowing the um, the journey to be a a smooth one, if you will. And so with that being said, I think, you know, hearing, you know, my family talk about him and um, then the, um, the pastor talk about him and, you know, just pray over us. Um, it was at that moment where I felt peace, where I felt, you know, thankful that God gave me the opportunity to know somebody like him and to love somebody like him and to, um, experience him, you know, don't get me wrong. I still feel like there's a void, but there is still, there's more of an overwhelming sense of, you know what? You had something that was limited edition. You had something that was so special, so unique, undescribable. And you should cherish that. You should hold on to that instead of finding ways to hurt more and, you know, suffer more while that you're here and they're not. And, you know, with a lot of things in life, it's about perspective. It's about the way that you look at things. You know, this concept of pain and suffering and all these different things that we endure through life, you know, a lot of it is just, again, the way that we view it, the way that we, um, we see things. And with grieving, the concept of losing someone feels so empty, feels so low, feels so withdrawn that finding the light or the love or the opportunity in that feels impossible. 
but the reality is sitting with the feelings of, you know, I'm here, they're not, they were amazing to me. They were my world. They were such a beautiful individual. They were, you know, undescribable. That is a gift. That experience is a gift. Life is a gift. You know, not everybody gets life. Um, Everybody, you know, who's here with us wakes up every day. It's a blessing. You know, everybody's views on life is so different. I mean, there's so many different people throughout this world. There's so many different things that are going on with people throughout this world. Um, It doesn't take away from the fact that my heart is very heavy and it is yearning for him. But I'm able to breathe a little easier, able to carry on the best way I know how. Believing, repeating, understanding that his life was lived to where and how it was supposed to be lived. His destiny was different than mine's. And the fact that this is so close to home and impacts me is for a reason as well, too. I mean, I was able to relay the information that I had received through going through that experience with them, um, the experience of, you know, burying my uncle with my sister-in-law and my brother of just what to expect in a way that shed light. So that way that process they were, they could brace themselves for, um, you know, I was able to be supportive to them. I was able to allow myself to be loved when, I couldn't even think of that, you know, um, there's so many pieces to all of this that just completely, you know, throws me off in different ways. But as this, so how I view this is, is, is like basically, um, you know, a a tragic situation, obviously, but there's so many pieces to it. And how it impacts me and how it's impacted our my family, um, the generations, you know, before me and after me. Um, there's so many parts to all of this. And I'm in this, this place now where I am trying to understand, reflect, receive the lessons, receive the blessings, the, um, the whole concept and absorb everything for what it is. Um, you know, I made sure to practice self-care, um, you know, look, find ways to laugh when I could or cry when I needed to. Um, I made sure to find ways to keep myself back on track or together, if you will, not because I, I didn't want to feel because I definitely feel and, you know, and was feeling before, but I had to put things in perspective because this circumstance wanted to, it felt like it could easily considering the state of mind that I was in prior to it and the type of circumstance that it was, it could easily just wipe me out. Like that's it. 
I don't care what happens. It is what it is. I'm going to let go of everything. But as I put things into perspective, I leaned more into my faith. I leaned more onto those who support me and love me. And I used their strength to carry me through this. I recognized that I could bear this or endure this experience. Not saying it was easy, not saying I enjoy it, not saying I'm happy to be here, but I definitely will say that it made things, um, it made things for me workable where I could give myself the grace and the patience that I needed when I needed it. Seeing my family in disarray and complete sadness was very, very hard. Um, and I'm sure for many of us who've been through, you know, any kind of circumstance such as that, um, it's very hard to see, you know, receiving the information, you know, having to process it, everyone's different. Now I talk about protecting your energy and that's something that definitely had come up throughout this whole experience because you're dealing with people who view this circumstance in different ways. Some people say it's the devil. Some people say it's, it was his time. Some people say like how or why, you know, they turn into anger and rage and confusion. Um, some are more peaceful through it all. So it, there's so many different energies that are going on. And I had to be very careful to whom I greeted, to whom I interacted with, to whom I vented to, I um, shared this experience with, simply because at such a vulnerable time, it's very easy to absorb things that you wouldn't necessarily normally do, but because you're in a place of just complete disarray, um, you find that you almost look forward to, or you want to, or you feel like, you know what, maybe that's what it is. Cause you're in search of ang- answers and understand understanding. You're trying to listen to messages. You know, something I said to one of one of my dream team girls, Carol, the other day, um, which is very true. When you are, this is why the dream team or the concept of having a dream team is so important. When you're going through something, you're really in it. You're sitting in it. You're dealing with it. You're trying to piece it together. You're really, really going through it. It's very hard to see, you know, the next mile. Um, you may just be able to see a couple feet in front of you. Now I use my GPS. I mean, sorry, my dream team, like my GPS, because these individuals know me, they know where I want to go. Um, sometimes they've been down that road before and they're familiar with it. Sometimes they can read me enough to know and think for me in a way that I can't do for myself at that given moment. And so I reach out to them to better help me um, acclimate, understand, see the vision, see the goals, see the heartache, get past it, get through it, because they're not in it with me physically. Um, They may be emotionally or empathetic to what I'm going through, but their head is a little bit, it's definitely more straight than mine for my circumstance. Now, you have to know and understand the individuals that you can trust during that time 
to be able to uplift you, reset you, you know, the hand that you can grab on during that time to get you onto the next day, into the next half of your day, into the next moment, to the next milestone, all of those things. You have to be aware of who you're leaning on um, and basically who you're calling on to be able to guide you, help you assess what's going on, understand what's going on so you can get to that place. And I called her something unrelated to this, but, um, you know, me and my sister got a lot closer because of it, because we both share a lot of similarities with how we deal with the family how we're trying to reset and break cycles, because that's another thing too, you know, with grieving, it unearths a lot of regret, a lot of ill feelings, a lot of negative feelings, negative energy. And when you're dealing with, you know, the sadness and the hurt, and then you get the anger or the confusion and the frustration spewed onto you, or you, you start to process and think of those things, you know, you can't really see sometimes how that doesn't necessarily help or value or resolve things. And so my energy has always been what I was calling, what I was telling my nieces and nephew of being the kumbaya aunt, um, affectionately known as that, where I just want peace. I just want peace, togetherness, love, um, you know, gratitude, thoughtfulness, you know, sympathy, empathy, compassion, caring. I just want that. And I had to just keep reminding everyone that this circumstance is, is greater than us. It's not, it's not, it's not us. And <clears throat> it was very, very tough at times. And I had bad days and I had days that, you know, um, were better than others. But that peace of mind, knowing that my energy or my intention or my um, purpose was only to help and to further, you know, further advance the opportunities in getting in a better space because of this um, helped me be welcomed, you know, and helped me um be needed in the way that I could, I could help, um, if that even makes sense. So more or less just kind of leaning on the fact that when, you know, this circumstance is is a very sticky situation because, you know, my family's involved. I personally am going through my own thing. I have my own family. I am a very giving person. I will drop everything and do whatever it is you need me to do. And I had to be careful because I could really damage myself or hurt myself more than help myself in this circumstance because of my mental state. And so I prayed a lot on it to be able to help not only them and support them, but also not hurt myself or, you know, put myself in a worse off situation So I had to dig into my toolbox, you know, and that's what I talk about my dream team and talk about making sure those things are in front of me. Now, um, I want to be clear, wasn't easy, made some mistakes, 
Um, but overall, I'm able to come to you guys in a better state of mind, a clear state of mind, because I'm managing my time, my energy, my um, interactions with individuals better. And I think being able to be clearer on how and what I want out of things. So as I grieve, because it definitely comes to me in different ways, um, I'm trying to ensure that I don't get caught up or swept into ill feelings or feelings of regret. You know, I personally can say I don't have any regrets in my life. Um, I've done some things that I'm not necessarily proud of, but I don't have any regrets where I feel like, oh my gosh, you know, if I could go back in time, I would take it back. I remember in second grade, I plagiarized and the teacher called me out for it and I put my name on it. It was definitely plagiarized. There's no doubt about it. Wouldn't take it back. Um, I've, I'm a firm believer in certain things happen for a reason that puts you back in line with your destiny and where you're supposed to be. And I draw strength from these circumstances because they allow me to sharpen my tools. They allow me, allow me to refresh, rethink, revisit, grow, embrace things accordingly. Um, my relationship with death, you know, had been very estranged for many years. And that made me happy because I really didn't want to deal with death. Um, I recall when my aunt passed away, I took it very hard, very, very hard because she wasn't even just my aunt. She was my auntie. Like she was like the aunt. Um, a lot of me is because of her. And um, I appreciate her so much. And I know that she's with me. Um, in so many different ways. And I can just tell, I can just feel it. I remember there were times where I felt like, you know, she's missing out. Like she didn't get to see me this old or go through these different milestones. And I remember one day I had, one night I had a dream about her where I just walked her through life and everything I had ever done since she's been gone. And she was just so happy and so proud and it was so comforting. And, um, you know, I remember not being able to just function at all at her funeral. I mean, just complete tears the whole time, distraught. <clears throat> My family was definitely shaken up by her death. Um, and, you know, it, it, it still um, still is with me today. But I'm grateful to have known her. I'm grateful to have picking up things from her that not only I see, but, you know, her family sees. And, um, I, I, I cherish that. I cherish that. It makes me want to be a better aunt. And it's also another reason why I took my nephew's death so hard because being an aunt is very important to me. Um, something I don't take lightly. Um, but, you know, I just, overall, my relationship with grieving, you know, like I said, up until this point had been very estranged. And now that I'm older and I'm processing and I'm dealing with it, 
it just makes me want to love more. It makes me want to love, be honest, be true, be grateful, get together, you know, forgive, you know, um, care, be more compassionate, you know, to others because life is so short. Life is so unpredictable. And, you know, with COVID going on and just life experiences in general, there are times that we all may have been near death and we've also, you know, been here at least this far, who knows what tomorrow brings, but this makes me want to radiate happiness more, to feel more fulfilled in life. And I know that's, that's the angle. That's the journey. That's my next phase of things. Um, I'm just very happy and very proud to be where I'm at and thankful to have known my nephew in the way that I did and had the relationship that I had with him because it meant a lot to me. Um, he means a lot to me and he's, it will always mean a lot to me and I'll never forget him. I just hope that, you know, in this time, find some healing. You know, this week I'm back at work and I'm trying to get back into somewhat of a groove of things and just being better at, you know, taking care of my deliverables and the things that make me whole. And this being one of those things, you know, being able to share my experience with grieving and, you know, even though it's a bit confusing and um, unpredictable and all over the place, um, I'm just grateful to be here. I'm surrounded by blessings, surrounded by amazing individuals, amazing people. I wish that I could do more for everybody. I wish that I could show people more how much I love them um, in different ways. And this definitely reminds me to continue to do that, you know, be better at that in any way that I can. Um, and I hope that when and if you guys are in this process of grieving, you can find some light and hold on to it because wherever there's darkness, there is light. And, you know, we have to endure those dark times, obviously, to appreciate the light that there is. And I'm genuinely trying to do that. I'm genuinely um, seeking ways to do that more and more. And I just thank you guys once again for listening. Everything in me, IG, is, you know, my baby. Um, that's where I'm posting more frequently and getting back into the group of things, like I mentioned. It definitely goes into Facebook as well, too. I definitely want to do some more Facebook videos because it makes me happy to do them whenever I have a moment. I'm going to start posting again more regularly. But I hope that, you know, for those of you who are in a space of healing, you understand or remind yourself that, you know, healing can go in many different directions. But the word, the word or the idea of healing is to come together, is to be in a, um, a copacetic, if you will, a somber state. And that's something that is important to me 
And I'm definitely putting that first during this time. And I just want to say thank you guys. As always, I'm just very appreciative to every listener from every background, every, you know, reason that draws you to this podcast. Thank you for supporting me. Thank you for listening. And I look forward to chatting with you guys in my next episode.